celular. There, alright. Let's turn that off. Let's get the intro going. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint Podcast. Coffee? Nah, man, not for real. Really? Where's my stomach on, man? Really? Yes. You get, like, lactose intolerant? For the most part, yeah. I, I try to stay away from dairy in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing, I can't stay away from ice cream. Ice cream? Yeah. I know. My lady's mom, she always gets a bunch of ice cream. She gets, like, Thrifty's ice cream when yeah. they're on sale. Uh-huh. She's got, like, there's, like, five tubs in there. Yeah, I can't. If I do ice cream, yeah. It's September. What is it? The thirtieth? Twenty ninth? No, thirtieth. Thirtieth. I got it. September thirtieth. The year is twenty twenty three. This is episode one seventy six. My guest today is Sasmo Tanaka. He is an artist, a painter, drawer, gamer, and he also is. Uh, he works for extermination, yeah. so uh, he's got quite of a quite a hand uh, basket full of uh, skills. Is that, that what we call it? You skills. Can you can say that. Yeah. Well, Sasmo Tanaka. It's almost like samurai. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, How'd you come up with that name? Well, that name it just came out of the blue. I'm pretty good at creating names, like even with like my gaming characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The Sasmo part is like kind of uh, ins- inspired by um, an artist by the name of Jean-Michel Basquiat. Mm-hmm. Um, before people knew him as Jean-Michel, he was known as Samo, S-A-M-O. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like this graffiti artist that just made uh, liberating quotes around the city around a time where it was ex- extremely political. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I inspired it from there. I was like, you know what, I'm going to just throw an S on it so it's not the exact same, but it still has the same expression of like inspiration. Yeah. So I was like, Sasmo, that sounds pretty cool. And Tanaka is just kind of like a, a anime type feel. Because I like anime and stuff like that, too. So okay. I was like, you know what, Sasmo Tanaka it is. But before I came to the conclusion of that name, I had like plenty of other names, too. As yeah. I was growing up, like one of my rap names was Trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was Kolojo Elric. And then um, I came down to this one because this one was kind of easier to say. Mm-hmm. And it just sounded cooler. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and it's... When you type it in, I'm the only one you ever find with that name. So yeah. So where'd you grow up at? I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Um, in North County, uh, sometimes in the North Side, depending on what years it was. When I was young, I grew up around my grandma who stayed in the North Side. But um, St. Louis, Missouri County. I grew up in a small neighborhood called Castle Point. Uh, it was pretty dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. I Got what I got out of it, the experience of knowing how life really is, and then you find people who um, don't necessarily mesh well with the environment we're in, mm-hmm. and then I mesh well with them, and those became my lifelong friends. But for the most part, it was a um, small, dangerous neighborhood, but St. Louis, Missouri, it's pretty cool. Cool, man. Uh, so when did you move out to California? I want to say 2018. Okay. Or towards the end of 2018. Okay, so you only been on for about five years? About five years, yeah. Or this year would be five years. Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. 
But yeah, so what what made you come out? Um, I always I feel like in my spirit been a Cali. You want to come out to Cali? <laughs> yeah, man. Because far as this, um, culturally speaking, like in the Midwest, we watch a lot of things from the East and the West Coast. Um, so things like Boys in the Hood and uh, Menace to Society and uh, just all the colors and stuff like that, like all the West Side movies that just kind of captivated me. It was like, hey, man, West Side seems extremely dangerous as far as just like how they talk, dress, yeah. and stuff like that, musically, and NWA and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's like, oh, man, California is dope. And then as I just grew up more and more, seeing how ex- – having more of a showcase through like television entertainment seeing how california it is it kind of increased the enticement mm-hmm. <laughs> if, like, if you can compare it as far as crime gangs uh, activity uh, violence how would you compare california to where you grew up in missouri um i would say it's a better experience here simply because i didn't grow up here mm-hmm. um and I feel like that's with anybody anywhere when they move to somewhere just totally different. Because mm. cause me growing up in St. Louis can't amount to five years here. And plus, mm. I, I like I don't go outside out here, so I don't really necessarily know mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. I do know about the gangs and what the dudes that don't in certain places where, I, where I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> Which I have no reason to be in the first place, but it's yeah. good to know. Uh but for the most part, I would say just being here and not and being ignorant to just everything around it, I think makes the experience a lot better. Yeah, yeah. What made you pick Long Beach? Um, I landed on Long Beach. It just so happened I met a special woman, me and her together and stuff. So we, she already stayed in Long Beach, and okay, we made a thing happen. Um, but before, like when I first moved here, I stayed in Moreno Valley. Ooh, Moreno Valley. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I can say that it was. It was. Uh, it's all the. It's all the people that are that got warrants or, or, or hiding from somebody that goes down. That's what people say. They go down to Moreno Valley and Riverside. Say. That's definitely what people say. Uh, a friend of mine that's not from here necessarily, but she's familiar with here. With here, she, I think she stayed like up north, more Sacramento type. Mm-hmm. She told me, "Was like, why would you move to Moreno Valley? Like, because at the time I had a girlfriend. Me and her decided to make this move down here, and." Um, and I transferred jobs. That's how I got down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, over here. <laughs> so, um, and Moreno Valley was closer to my job, which was in Riverside. And then that's just how that happened. I stayed there for about a year. And then I eventually moved to R- Riverside. Mm-hmm. And then after Riverside, I stayed in East L.A. for about a few months, just kind of trying to figure it out. Because around yeah. this time, it was um, COVID. Mm-hmm. So, like, after COVID... I'm like, all right, where I'm, what I'm doing, like, where I'm going to work, because a lot of jobs weren't hiring at that at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in um, East L.A. for for like a few months, and then eventually I moved um, to Garden Grove. Mm-hmm. Stayed there for about a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. and then I met my lady, then we moved to Long Beach. Damn, so you came out here by yourself? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Wow. I came out here with my le- with my ex at the time. Oh, okay. That worked out for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> then she went back home, I stayed. Was that during COVID? Uh, that was probably... in. 2008, 2009. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. I'm sorry. 18. 2018, 2019. Okay. Um, that's when that was going on. And then COVID, I want to say, happened like late 2019. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then 2020, we was going through COVID. I, I can honestly say, even me just getting here, I haven't really experienced like mm. what California really is. I kind of just started on like my fifth year yeah. experiencing like the festivities of what California has to offer, mm-hmm. um, especially in Long Beach. Long Beach is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's 
especially the area we in. <laughs> what have you done? Have you done anything interesting? Um, nothing spectacular, but more so just um, go to a few concerts here and there. They have like um, farmers markets and uh, certain clubs around the area that me and my lady go to. We mm. like to chill out and stuff at mm. bars and stuff. Um, for the most part, that's pretty much it. Like we, mm-hmm. I, I stay around Long Beach because I try not to venture, like I said, in places I, I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I have, if I don't know you over there, I don't have no business being mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How about the food? How are you liking the food? Uh, the food isn't bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say majority of the food here is um, substituted with a lot, and which is nothing wrong with, which is more healthier options mm-hmm. compared to back home. Um, but the food is, is all right. I find what are you guys known for back home? Barbecue? We're known for, some would say our Chinese rice. Really? It's pretty good, our uh, fried rice. And then we have, uh, I'm not sure if this even everywhere, but we have this thing called uh, St. Paul. I'm not even sure exactly how it's made. Mm-hmm. But all I know is it's good as hell. <laughs> it's good as really? hell. Really? St. Paul? It's called What's in it? It's like a sandwich, and it's like a, a crusted you can you can have it either in beef or pork. Mm-hmm. It's like crusted around like some meat and with like uh, onions and lettuce and stuff. It's, man, that sounds good. Man, it's good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. So you got you missed a little bit of home home cooking. I do. I definitely mm-hmm. do sometimes. Have you gone back yet to go visit? Uh, you got family down back down there. Oh yeah, there's yeah. I have off all my family's there between there, Texas, Atlanta. Um, I got okay. some family out here, but like right. nothing necessarily close. But um, yeah. I, I, the last time I was there, I want to say two years ago. I'm due for another trip. Okay. Because, granted, I love St. Louis, but it's not nothing much to do there for my personality. Should I say? I, like, yeah. I'm not a. I'm in the space and age where going out doesn't do it for me. Because mm-hmm. I was one of those guys that grew up young. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like going out and drinking and music and all that. I'm at that age where I just. Like, my girl asked me what I want for my birthday. I say peace and quiet. That's, like, where I'm at mm-hmm, <laughs> right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. Yeah. So what got you into uh, the rapping, the rap uh, game? Uh, rapping has just always been around my family, man. Yeah. Just you got always. any relatives or? or uh, my great-grandfather, um, God bless the dead to him, he was a um, drummer for, like, one of the first Nation of Islam Nation of Islam bands. I forgot exact. I think it's Quartet something. I forgot the exact okay. specific name. But just through that lineage of like having that soul in the family, and I remember listening to him practice in the living room. And from there, that's just kind of like where it rooted from for me. Music from for me, yeah, music. Mm-hmm. And then as I start growing up, I start realizing that that branch led out to me being around my cousins who did music, and then my mother at one point wanted to be a rapper <laughs> mm-hmm. my father as well so it's like it's always been in my family mm-hmm. and then eventually found out my aunties were like amazing singers so it's like it's just always been there what kind of music did you uh, grow up listening to um i want to say the influence of my mother because like most of her music taste was 80s pop okay. for the most part like madonna um, Corey Hart, um, just all those type of guys. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the the guy that did the Lion King soundtrack. Mm. Oh, I, I'm having a brain fart right Look now. Look it up on your phone. Phil Collins. Phil Col- Oh yeah, Phil Collins That's is good name. too. 
I like eighties music too, but I'm bad with names. Yeah, I'm. I'm I tell. Like, I just uh, know like the music. Yeah, and like once I hear, it's like I know that song, but it's mm-hmm. like I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I really was. Bad a, with I didn't grow up in that area, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's another mm-hmm. thing. But my mom. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but my mom pretty much was like the connection with the music as well, just based off what she played us. And then, of course, the radio with a lot of music, um, just from rap, N.W.A., Ice Cube. Um, I listen, used to listen to, um, uh, what, what is it, Flavor Flay and um, Public Enemy. Okay. I'm having a bad memory right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to happen. But it's, you, a, it's, a lot, yeah. it's a lot of music. It's a lot of music, mm-hmm. I should say. I always just grew up around music. Yeah. Let's just sum it up. <laughs> yeah. At what age did you start? Uh, rapping. rapping, right? So, did you start off freestyling and say, "Okay, let me start um, writing"? What happened was, I was helping somebody else rap, man. Okay, uh, it was some other guys older than me in the neighborhood that wanted to be rappers. This was around, I want to say, around the time Nelly was was. I was going to say, yeah. did you listen to Nelly? I, yeah. I I love Nelly. Yeah, we know we love Nelly back at home. Shouts out to Nelly, man. Um, we listened to a uh, lot of Nelly. Um, well, I'm sorry. Back then, I was helping somebody, mm-hmm. right? And then they was like, they needed a, something to ride with Gold Chain. And I came up with like two bars. I don't remember exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. They was like, hey, that's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I just kind of, it's like, right, if I'm dope at this, let's keep trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to write, and eventually, I just started freestyling um, to the point where it was just like, eventually, I just drifted off to something else. Mm-hmm. So it started off like kind of cool, like a little craze, I guess. And then eventually, I, I think I got into like skateboarding or some shit because mm-hmm. Tony Hawk dropped. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and then I. Yeah, the up, video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah video, I used to play that game. too. You, yeah. you just button smash and you're doing all kinds all of crazy of shit. <laughs> all you just get excited. All the points start racking up. You're like, I don't know what I did, but I was awesome. Going crazy. Yeah, Tony Hawk was a game. Well, t- Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was also a cultural um, shift for me as well because it's like I started experiencing new music like rock and like yeah. indie rock and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so I started drifting off and, and today and then eventually later on in life where um, I just started going through a lot of stuff. Um, emotionally, couldn't explain it. Mm-hmm. And, and with just just words, per se. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I, I found the words that could back up the emotions I was feeling at the moment, and then it became me starting um, mm-hmm. a rap, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, career. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I would say that experience started around 2008, 2010. Between, I want to say between 05 and like 2010. Mm-hmm. I was like, it became a, like a conduit for me to just like express myself mm-hmm. in um, in the spaces of my life. And then once around, once it came around 2010, it was like I, I actually want to make a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and that's how I came up with my first project, Mind Over Matter. Mm-hmm. And how many albums have have you? I seen there was a, quite a few. It, I just listened to your recent one. Okay, it's definitely quite a few. Um, I and for. To be completely honest, I only upload them just so people can have their discography of where I started. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't want to because of the sound. Because I was mixing myself and didn't know what the hell I yeah, was Yeah, that's a, my next question was, <laughs> yeah, who, who created your music? Yeah, so in regards to me recording and everything, I was doing my own recordings and trying to mix it and stuff like that. But looking for, like, production and beats, I was just always a person that had an ear for, like, just good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, YouTube. 
lot of just looking up beats on YouTube, man. Just how, however I felt, I type it in, sad type beat or whatever the case mm -hmm. is, and then it'll pull up, and then if I get inspired, a song will come out of it, or it'll just be in the archives for if I want to use it later, mm -hmm. or just like listening to the beat. But mm -hmm. that's where you get your samples from, YouTube. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how long how long did it does it take you to to create a song? Uh, it does depends. it vary? It definitely varies. Uh, if the beat is very, if I can find a pocket in the beat within the mm. first ten seconds, I can record that song within thirty minutes. Okay. Without even writing it, because it's so you you get you would get the beat first and then get your lyrics after. Yeah. Well, or, or even sometimes or it go the other way. During it. It, 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 it mixes. It mixes. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't even write. Sometimes I have to sit down and write, uh, depending on, like I said, the pockets mm -hmm. I find within the beats. Um, if I can find a pocket that's just so easy to remember mm -hmm. and um, easy to remember with cadence and sound, it's like, okay, I just load it up. I can take it from here. Don't even worry about it. And if I stumble, cut it, I rethink mm -hmm. the bars, and then we'll come up from there. Did you learn that on the fly? Or did you take any classes? Um, like I said, just inspiration really around yeah. family. Mm -hmm. um, I had a cousin, like I said, who um, used to do music. Um, and then the people I listen to. Mm -hmm. um, I listen Jay-Z, um, Nas, Biggie, Tupac, um, Dark, just hip-hop, man. Hip-hop, mm -hmm. everything, everything for the most part inspires me to continue to make music and just think of ways how to evolve music. Mm -hmm. uh, but you asked me a question earlier about how many projects I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of projects not on there, but really? overall, I would say like fourteen. Just fourteen? Yeah. Like albums? Uh, albums, I would say six. Okay, okay. But like the other ones was like little mixtapes here, five, six piece here, seven okay. piece. There. Yeah, because I think I saw five when I was looking on Spotify. Yeah, the ones that I put on there were the ones that I actually kind of. Sat down and took time and was going through some things because mm. sometimes it's a time capsule for me. Yeah. Um, in this life we live, I feel like we get lost in just a lot of the BS and sometimes we lose ourselves where we come from. So mm -hmm. I go back and listen to my own music to remember where I came from so I don't get lost in the sauce. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So, but yeah, that's, that's yeah, I do the same thing with, with my, my podcast. I, you know, this is 176 episodes and I've been. Yeah. Lots of new, new uh, people, which are now friends. You know, I consider people come on my show are new friends. Uh -huh. You know, networking and 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 spreading spreading uh, peace, love, you know, uh, inspiration. And so uh, when you know, I see where I came from, how I started plugging shit in, learning how to use Studio One, and and then I had to learn how like I started getting my friends on the show, and uh -huh. then I started getting out there and talking to people hey we, you want to come on the podcast and and so i i remember how, where i came from how it started and the grind and, and just learning something that i was really passionate about to where i'm at today because yeah you do you kind of get stuck and you get lost in the sauce and you know i, I already did so many shows i'm fine but it's like no i, I want to keep going i want to i want to keep pushing so i i had to refer back to where i first started Listen to the first part, my first podcast where uh, I, I was recording in stereo when I uploaded 
I forgot to put it in mono. So <laughs> people were listening to my show. I was like, yeah, look, check out my podcast. And they're listening. They're like, I can't hear you. It's only, yeah, it's only one guy. One, and I was like, <laughs> and I put my other headset, and I go, oh, dude. And then I and then I figured it out. Like, okay, I recorded in stereo, and I gotta when I upload, I gotta put it to mono and put it all put together. It together yeah. So I have I have to learn from those mistakes, but uh, you gotta get just keep pushing. Definitely, you know. But yeah, you gotta be inspired and go back and. And I commend you for that, man. 176, you said? Yeah, 176. I'm on my that's, fourth year. So I try to do one a week. That's dope. Because yeah. I know a lot of people um, that started podcasts, start off strong, and then mm-hmm. eventually they just kind of fell off because this is hard work. It's yeah, more than it just find a topic to talk about, whether mm-hmm. it's pop culture or just mm-hmm. like personal things, and just keep going. And then mm-hmm. along with opening it up to more guests and, and more people to interact with to keep it interesting. Yeah, we, it, I've gotten my, my old episodes. I mean, I've, I I I used to freestyle. Yeah, me and my friends in high school, um, friends in college, and we we'd get drunk and we'd put on beats. You know, we like the one from <laughs> Mob Deep. Yeah, uh, what is it? Shook ones. Shook ones. We'd we'd freestyle and we we used to freestyle all the time. So we'd come on the show, we'd get drunk, and and I've had plenty of artists on the show, and and you know, some of them we get dr- drunk and. Uh, and then we put we put some beats on and we just start freestyling just and then we would post it on, uh, you know, on my on my show and so I feel like mm-hmm. those are the inceptions of podcast. Podcast yeah. was gonna happen regardless yeah. of whatever because I feel like every group of friends always had that space. It's like, man, I wish somebody was here to record this shit, man. Yeah, because some conversations be really really good. Some mm-hmm. in the moment experiences just be worth recording mm-hmm. and remembering for a lifetime. Yeah, so I've, that's dope. I've had people. Like I, I've met people uh, uh, at bars, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, coworkers that would call me on the phone. I'm like, you got to come on the show. You get your great. We have great conversations that people should be hearing these conversations, whether we're talking about family, uh, medical issues that we're going through, uh, advice, and inspiration. And I would tell them, I see you're inspiring or whatever I'm telling them. And next, thing you know, we look on the phone. We've talked for two and a half, three hours. And I says, listen, look how long we talked. Yeah. I go. We just did a whole podcast right now. I go. People should be hearing this. It's it's good stuff. It's inspiring. It, it's helpful, and uh, that's one thing I, I talk about on this show because I've I've dealt with addiction. I was addicted to oxycodone uh, at one point in my life, and uh, and I beat that. And um, I just got over. I had end up had, I had heart failure uh, yeah. last year. I I beat that. And so I I come on. I tell people what I'm going through and and, and encourage them that no matter what you go through you could over you know you could you can beat it right you know with me addiction you know anybody could do that you can beat it you just got to be strong-minded you got to have the will to want to not do it yeah so that's what i always boil down to make the decision all right it is it's mm-hmm. gonna happen or it ain't mm-hmm. either e- either answer is right is mm-hmm. up to you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but grinding, man, like that out al- the album, the one I just listened to was really good. I, you know, I listened to it yesterday at work, and I like to do my research b- before people come on the show, and, okay. and so I uh, know a little bit about them. Okay, for the most part, I get to know them while they're on the show. But it was real; it was really good. How long did it take you to make that album? It took me like three years, man. Um, and it yeah. took so long because you got to include COVID. So everybody around this time is just in the house. Mm. 
and it, I'm not a person that I'm like not the most outgoing outside person mm-hmm. like that anyway. So in the house was a thing for me. But the times where it was like I got a social battery, I got to get off. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get it off. So it was like, and then on top of that, I was going through a lot of emotional stuff as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, how do I? Did you make it create the Alana studio? Did you do it at home? I, I'll record at home. Okay. I, it sounds like studio quality. Sounds like yeah, that's that's shouts out to my guy. Yeah, uh, it sounds it sounded clean. Got, master I got. Uh he definitely makes a master all of my things. Uh, so as well as all my other guys that I um, do music with cuz I'm part of, it's not a group but it's like a group of friends if mm-hmm. you want to say like a label, mm-hmm. Wu-Tang type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh called Seven Cipher. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, it's us we do a lot of music but yeah, shouts out to Master I got for having me sounding good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I record in my room. I feel like anybody that want to do something in audio, mm-hmm. don't waste the money on the studio. Just learn it yourself. You save mm-hmm. a lot of money, and then you can work at the pace that you work at instead mm-hmm. of spending hourly on learning how to do something. <laughs> I have a I have a buddy of mine. Well, I used to share a studio with. Yeah. He he made the intro. He he likes to sample music, and so he he created he. Uh, he had like a USB with a bunch of songs, so I picked that one. I used that for my intro. Yeah. My outro is also uh, one of those that he made. But I'd be in there, uh, you know, working on the podcast, trying to, you know, new things. And then he's there just making music with the speakers. The monitors just blaring. Okay. He's mixing, hitting buttons. And, yeah. What do they call the mi- mixer? Or what is it? The one where you hit the... It's, uh, uh, the beat machine? The beat machine. Okay. But he had the old school ones. Was it like it was like MPC two thousand? It was like a, it's gray. It's, gray. It was like gray one. I don't know. It was it MPC. It's not like MPC XL. Yeah, I think it no, was. The, if you're an older gentleman, I'm I think it's the one sure. like Dr. Dre used to use. Yeah, yeah I think I, it was MPC. Okay, MPC XL. That's the more popular ones. Like around, I feel like the, I think the MPC made majority of like nineties hip hop. Going into early two thousand, I mean, he would he had like three of them, and he, oh, he would get <laughs> he would fix he would fix them up, and he goes, "Nah, man, this one." He goes, "It just it 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 just sounds better." It just it when you start listening, he goes, "This one just it sounds better than those two over there," you know. Yeah. And I'm and, and it's it's crazy when you you see him get really deep and 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 seeing him turn it, uh-huh. and boom, hit buttons, and then sticking in the. Uh, what is it, the flash drive? Mm-hmm. And he he was I was like man that's crazy. A, it's a skill <laughs> it and it's is. and it took him he goes it takes years to get to this and I was like it, there's no way I could it definitely um I feel like it's easier it shouldn't take years now because mm-hmm. we to learn things is so accelerated mm-hmm. right now you can learn like you remember back in high school you would have to go to um you have to sign up for language classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can, you can learn through your phone now. Like mm-hmm. you can work out and just learn. Yeah. Type it so in. So everything YouTube. is easier right now. So like back then, I know the guys back then who I like learning from because they got all the techniques that will be lost eventually because technology is getting a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Especially with, with AI now. Yeah. So I feel like, and also to bring that up, to the light we got to learn from like the older generation mm-hmm. because like i said a lot of traditions and, and skills and stuff are going to be lost because the upgrade that we're about to get with the new technology but it's authenticity of some things mm-hmm. that you just can't get out of the technology that's coming mm-hmm. that, so we gotta like we have to like embrace <laughs> the old lessons man yeah because technology it's it's a scary thing man yeah. You think about it. I was just listening to 
uh, I was watching a reel on Instagram this morning, mm-hmm. and it was Kanye West rapping, mm-hmm. but it wasn't him. It was AI. Yeah. And it, it obviously it's his voice, but you know it, they created the the lyrics, and it, it sounded pretty. It sounded really good. Yeah. Eventually, um, it's gonna get scary for just everybody in entertainment, mm-hmm. especially because mm-hmm. at some point if a record label don't need you to rap when they can just go to the computer mm-hmm. and then hire writers to say what needs to be said and then you just use your voice and that alone gonna make it pop. Do the anyway. music writers, music writers, do they have a union? Because I know uh, WGA, um, no. the, the, the Writers Guild, uh, they just they were on strike to for about knowledge, six months. To my knowledge, I don't think they had. I think a writer as an artist compared to like a author are, are two different things. Mm-hmm. Which I don't feel like it should be, but I'm, I feel like it probably is. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, because these these people that that write scripts and they write for sitcoms. Yeah, I don't think stuff like that. They the their big thing was uh, what they were talking about is eventually AI will be writing the scripts, and you would only need one person to work on a show. Right. You know, and instead of twenty or thirty that are writing scripts, the AI would do it for you. So yeah. later in the future, we'll be watching a, a sitcom written by AI. Which I feel like it would fail, though. Because like, it, it goes back to the authenticity. Because mm-hmm. most of the greatest scripts that we've ever like experienced on screen came from inspiration of like real-life mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. So like for us to like put that in the hands of something that can't experience anything mm-hmm. outside of basically cyberspace is kind of... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but it's scary because the the p- kids that are being born or being raised right now that that are are seeing this firsthand are not going to know the difference. No, they're not. It's, it's the matrix. When you, you know, it's the matrix. <laughs> and that's what going going back to we got to learn. We got to learn from uh, our elders. Yeah, to keep the traditions alive. I know it's like this war on tradition now because a lot of them we do have to throw away. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of tradition comes from survival. Mm-hmm. A lot of cultures, like a lot of people came on, on this soil and everywhere throughout the world. So we had to find a system to keep ourselves alive. That's how we come up with tradition. Mm-hmm. So some of it we do have to throw away because it's outdated. Mm-hmm. Most of it is still relevant because it keeps us together for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like traditions keep families together for hundreds and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about even the people who own or rule all the banks and stuff, all that, like the Rothschilds and all that stuff. Like the only reason they stay together for so long because I feel like tradition. Like mm-hmm. I don't know them personally, but I would assume that there is something or some type of system mm-hmm. that makes them proud to be who they are outside mm-hmm. of being billionaires. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you done any performances? Um, no, I haven't actually, and only because. In all honesty, it's like a stage fright thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not the most outgoing person. So me being mm-hmm. even like public speaking, mm-hmm. even something like this is something. That, yeah. Um. So I'm breaking barriers. Even with yeah, yeah. You know, you're doing good, man. <laughs> and um, but with performances, I've been um asked to do performances like a long time ago, and in the space that was asked, it would have been really comfortable to doing it because majority of people I would have known. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just like the fear of just being out there and vulnerable kind of like fucks mm-hmm. with me sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But as I get older, I find ways to stuff like this. Yeah. Kind of like fight through it. Yeah, I feel you. That's how I was in, in the beginning, too. But I knew that I, I at first I was like, I, I cared what people were thinking, what are they saying? And then at a point, I said, I'm my own man, dude. Fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, change the channel. I'm going to speak how, how I feel and, and what I'm going through and, and not worry about what people think. At the end of the day, they ain't paying my bills. No. You know what I mean? They ain't walking <laughs> in my shoes. You know, I sleep good at night knowing that, you know, I'm, I break, I broke that barrier. Yeah. You know, and I think this is a first step, man. Yeah. It definitely is. Like, like I said, I was mad excited. Yeah. You sent me the title. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. People who come on for the first time, they're nervous. And then when they're done, they're like, whoa, that was, ex- that was great, man. Woo. That, that was a rush. It's a different type of rush. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's, it's the a, microphone. I don't know. I think it's the vulnerability. Yeah. Like, depend, like a conversation without, I would say, intention could just go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, people can be scared of that sometimes. And mm-hmm. then, like, you will come across certain subjects where a lot of other masses don't agree with or agree with, depending on what the subject is. Then people have to determine whether to cross their road or not. And just not be afraid to just speak their mind. And I hate that we're in the times where I have to say that. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's scared to get canceled. Yeah. Cancel culture is kind of stupid because it takes away critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, to just cancel somebody because you don't agree with them is, I don't feel, is the greatest thing. But, I mean, people are allowed to do whatever they want to do. Like, like we got to remember we are humans living in this world with our own lives, own universes, within universes. Mm-hmm. And people should be allowed to express and do what they feel. Just like you're allowed to feel how you want to feel about the way others express it. But just mm-hmm. always remember you can't control nobody. Mm-hmm. And just deal with humans. We we have to. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So being mad because someone said something is, should be the least of someone's worries, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think? I just had a a good friend of mine on the show Uh a couple months ago. He lives in Long Beach, too. And we had a big uh, podcast. uh, Actually, it went really well uh, about homelessness. Okay. How could you do? Obviously, you see it, too, in in Long Beach. Did you see that back home? Is it? From from what I'm hearing from friends, they saying that like it's becoming more of a thing now. Mm -hmm. But when I stayed there, never saw a homeless person there. Or I never knew that they was homeless. Yeah. Like, of course, you see, like, the, um, I don't want to say this, but, like, the drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who, But we had never suspected they were homeless. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. We just thought they were just drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, homeless, I think that's starting to become a newer type of thing to see mm-hmm. back where I'm from, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing it out here for the first time, because the first time I came out here, I went straight down to downtown LA and seeing mm. it at that level it's like mm. holy shit this is like a problem here <laughs> yeah like uh but then you start going into it more than not saying that I'm too privy of the knowledge on why homelessness is that big but mm. from what I read it's, it's like something happened here where they just allowed all like the mental health patients out on the street and I think something happened where the funding from like the mental houses got taken away and then that's why, like, the increase of homelessness happened. And if that is true, it's kind of like, what are we doing? It's here? Yeah, that's a big spider web. I was just listening to a show with JFK Jr. Uh-huh. on on the podcast. And 
he actually he's running he just announced he's running for indi- uh, independent uh, for president of the United States okay and he was talking about homelessness because he lives in San Francisco mm-hmm. and he says one problem because of the homelessness is because it's not because they're drug addicts it's because the housing is too expensive uh, you know the rent the rent is, is too expensive and thus it's ca- causing them to live in the street so I don't know I mean that that's kind of absurd yeah. like how can you be a drug addict and 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 afford rent yeah you know like it, it, when you become a drug addict it's, that's all your money goes to so that's true how would you be able to be addicted to drugs and then be able to afford rent unless rent was what ten dollars a month right I, I i battle with that idea too because it's like because rent is expensive rent is definitely expensive but we all have um, a duty and responsibility mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i don't have an empathy towards drug addicts because mm-hmm. um, it's been in my family for mm-hmm. a while and now i feel like everybody probably has that one or, mm-hmm. or a few but it's just in that case of where you can't no longer take care of yourself it's a different type of Mm-hmm. Um, but far as as people who just can't keep up, it, like it's no reason, or even just like the elder, like it kills me to see the elderly mm-hmm. homeless because it's like this this ain't how you supposed to like. Yeah, no, there are out. people that I see, like I'll know, because I, I I I'm a, a UPS driver. Uh-huh. I worked in Santa Ana for many years. I've had plenty of different routes, and I've I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And you'll know the ones that have mental issues. Like I see one guy on all fours barking like a dog, yeah, uh, growling, and I, he looks like he was on drugs. Uh, and then you see the ones that are older that are just got nowhere to go and they're homeless. So I I, I can tell the difference. And and there are times where I I just my heart just is just broken. Yeah, just seeing them, just old dude, uh, old guy, just looking around like what's going on. And he's at the corner asking for money, and he's got a suitcase. And I'm like, this guy isn't a drug dealer. He just whatever happened, just fell, uh, just fell into this 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 hole. And uh, I gave him everything I had in my pocket. Like yeah. here, man, I, I, th- that that's what pisses me off. You know yeah. that that what goes up because who can afford an eight hundred thousand dollar home or a three thousand dollar a month uh, rent, dude? Right. Every it's just we got to start looking at these things. And, and fixing these problems and because it's it's only gonna get worse. I mean, what what's the problem that Newsom tried to solve recently? Uh I'm gonna raise uh minimum wage to uh twenty one dollars or something like that. Yeah. Uh for workers like at McDonalds or stuff like that. So what what does that happen to the menu? Yeah, I just went to up. Carl Junior Juniors the other day and cheated and got a a, a meal and it was almost twenty dollars. Yeah, nah. I was looking at an old McDonald's commercial, man. A Big Mac meal was two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened <laughs> in those like, days? Wow. Everything's everything's so inflated now. Uh, it, it's it's only going to get harder for people that are trying to uh, move up in the world. Hell, even when um, even with the government assistance, but like food stamps and stuff, because I got a homegirl. She they give her two fifty, but hell, if you go into the grocery store and you only get like seven items and that's a hundred dollars, it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> groceries are expensive too now. It's like, yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. That's like that's that's most of it going, and a lot of people depend on like the government assistance in regards to like food stamps and uh, housing and stuff like that. And I, I like I said, I can't speak too much on it. I'm not from here, so I can't mm-hmm. speak to that struggle of it. But I do see how 
something needs to change. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who can't afford to stay here, or they just leave. A lot of it's a lot of people leaving here. Like the people I've known since I first moved here up mm-hmm. until now, I say like ninety percent of them moved. Wow. Yeah, they was like, far as that's like politically speaking, they like they didn't like how things was moving. They didn't like how everything was rising up in price, mm-hmm. and they just got tired and just left. Well, they said the average the average uh, cost of a house is about eight hundred thousand. And thinking like LA, yeah. And they said to afford that, you got to make about two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty thousand dollars a year which to be crazy. able to afford that. Which is crazy because those houses don't even have yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of those houses, like it's just mind blowing yeah. to me. And it's it's yeah, it's crazy. But I'll tell you this. We got the best weather. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's worth that much, but you definitely can't. You know what I mean? It. But you can't beat the weather. That's why I'm still here, man. Like, I I feel like for me personally, as long as I don't have any kids yet, I'm mm-hmm. good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I'm out here as long as I don't like. I don't feel like I will settle here. Mm-hmm. Like being here is just me still being young, still figuring things out, and living mm-hmm. at the same time. But I feel like once I get into that space of, like, a kid on the way or something like that, I got to start kind of configuring the plan. Mm It's like I can't stay here. Like, I'm not trying to – I want a yard. I don't want – and I don't want to pay $800,000 for it where I could Mm – especially coming from a place that's at least under 300 to get you something ridiculously nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 So are you working on any new albums? Um, Right now – I'm just more so working on the production side. This is the first time I've just took the initiative. It was like, all right, I want to be a producer too. Because mm-hmm. uh, I used to produce tracks here and there for the homies. Like, I, I, I used to have this app on my phone called um, iMachine. I used to make beats on this stuff, kind of messing with the idea of being a producer. Mm-hmm. Friends would hear some of them be like, some of the beats, excuse me, mm-hmm. hear some of the beats and be like, um, yeah, man, let me use that. Let me use that. And um, the songs would come out dope every time. It's like, okay, it's kind of dope. And then after the last album um, I released this year, I was like, you know what? I want the next album to embody exactly where I'm at and who I am Mm -hmm, art-wise. And and then I I encompass so much of like art and and history and culture Mm -hmm. that I feel like the, even with the last project and the ones before that, just haven't expressed that in a way I'm satisfied with, shall mm-hmm. I say. So the next one I'm making, I would say, will be like my magnum opus. Uh, it's just like the the top of the top notch mm-hmm. art that I can develop, and I want to take it to like the highest levels I can take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you where do you get your inspiration from? Your creativity and um, depending on the space, I want want to go in in regards to art like for instance my last album i listened to a lot of like boom bap hip-hop um like from like griselda um to rome well not rome streets griselda to rocky marcy to my homie um mf cool he make a lot of um, boom bap type hip-hop and then just throw that in with like some um kanye west around like i want to say my beautiful dark twisted fantasy time some taller creator because he he has a few of them but so whatever song i'm going with is inspired by the albums that already put out a sound that i like mm-hmm. that i feel like i can tweak into making it into mine mm-hmm. so 
It's kind of hard to say right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said all that to say this. <laughs> it's kind of hard what to about, say. So what about painting, graffiti? Did you ever do graffiti? I couldn't do graffiti. Um, I used to do, like, airbrush in high school. Mm-hmm. I was one of them guys that, like, did airbrush tees and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I didn't do graffiti. I like to paint more so, like, abstract. I don't like like necessarily want to have a theme to anything. Mm-hmm. Just Like your cover albums. Did you create those yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the last one I didn't, that was a Basquiat. That's a Basquiat painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in, untitled 98 or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, not 98, 89, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Um, but for the most part, I do do all my album covers. Um, I do a lot of the, my own photography for the album covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, everything I just do on my own, man, mm-hmm. for the most part. The only thing I don't do on my own now is mixing mm-hmm. because I suck so bad at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was terrible. It was kind. Of, it got to the point where it's like I, I got I was cheap. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. think they could just be cheap in this shit, but you, you really can't. Like if you want it to be the best quality, you gotta spend the money, mm-hmm. um, and then at least spend the money to the quality level that you are like cool with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you ain't got to go all out spend hundred thousand dollars, but if you can get your own mic and stuff and it sound good enough for you, to just go have a mix somewhere. Mm-hmm. That you can do that. So your last album, what's the range? Would it cost us to create an album like you just created? Um, like well, yeah, what's what? You know, obviously there it costs money to run the show. You know, yeah. I got to pay monthly fees to upload my stuff. And well, I think I paid. I think the yearly fee to upload music was like one fifty. Mm-hmm. I think for the year, or just. I th- yeah, I think it was. But to like create that. the album. Oh, uh, to create the album. Um, like like I said, it, it really helps if you want to do anything with audio to have your own stuff. You have your own stuff, yeah. So having my own stuff, cut all the expenses. Yeah. Because I can record it at home and then I can do it at any time I want, mm-hmm. however long I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But in regards to like some of the beats and stuff I had to clear clearance for, I probably paid about 2300 Yeah. Just to get get yeah, like the sounds, beats yeah. exclusive and stuff. Um, luckily, I had I got some um, producer friends who threw me a oop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who I who that's I'm always gonna, good. Always who I might eventually have to repay, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I never mind because it's always fun. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most, yeah, about twenty three hundred, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had bigger plans for this album, but. The downfall of this album for me personally is because I had it for so long. Mm-hmm. It was it was done for like three years, and mm-hmm. it just for me, I get caught up in my head of oh, it's not the right time, not the mm-hmm. right time to eventually. Three years down the line, I hate listening to it, <laughs> mm-hmm. so now I just got to put it out because it's finished, and mm-hmm. people asking where where the music at, so it's like shit, mm-hmm. and I put it out. Did you we ever make hard copies? Everything's just digital. That was all part of the plan. I, I wanted to do hard copies hard first. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Throw them in, the, throw them in your trunk, and just hit the corner. Like yo, 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 yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever only, you can give, man. Whatever you can. Because I had a lot of dudes do that. The only out thing there about hard copies is nobody listen to CDs. I do my Mustang. Your Mustang. I still, yeah. I got a six CD changer. Ah, see, so yeah, you yeah. I change it. And that's when you brought up Nelly, and I was looking at. <laughs> and I almost put in Nelly because every week I change through my. And I, yeah. I got a whole thing of CDs. And that's I, dope I that you had it, though. That's, yeah. Again, another lost art. That's yeah. CD lost. <laughs> ah, like, Lil Wayne's coming up with it, and I love Lil Wayne. So uh-huh. I got all his albums. So as soon as he comes out, 
I'm gonna grab that hard copy, dude, and, and play oh, yeah. that, play that on the in the in the Sting, and then I, uh, what I what else was I listening to? Shit. Oh yeah, like E40, E40. like because I got I got I got uh, uh, subwoofers in there, so I love okay. E40. I, I <laughs> plug in his old stuff, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I I still listen to CDs. Yeah, that's 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 rare, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. That, like it's kind of like one that, of the things yeah. like people who still collect DVDs. Mm-hmm. It's like. That's yeah, that good. takes up a lot of room. Yeah. yeah, I I knew someone that had like the whole the whole side of the house full of DVDs. It looked like a blockbuster. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, that's that's interesting that you do collect. I see. I see. Well, I mean, I haven't collected in a while, but I know like big artists that come out uh, like for example, Little Wayne. Like uh-huh. I'm gonna get get his article. Hopefully, he makes them. I'm sure they still do, right? Um, these days people bundle them up, man, into like vinyls. Really? Like, I, I don't. I don't even think people make. I. I have. I haven't seen a CD in a while. I think the last CD I actually bought was Tyler Creator Goblin album. Really? That, I think that I, was the last I just, thing I bought. Like, you know what? Now that you mention it, when I used to go to Target, you would make a right when you walked in. There was a CD area. Actually, now it's, it's funny in you the said back. That I was at Target and saw that, and it's probably like. No big like the owl probably like no bigger than this. Really? It's like it's I wonder if it, I mean they still got to do it. They still I I think Little Winner still come out with the hard copy, probably not as much anymore. It it probably be something like it's personalized. Like you gotta get off his website or something. Probably, huh? Yeah, but yeah, like people don't do CDs no more. Um, but like in regards to what you were saying in merch and stuff, like I had an idea. Uh, I don't want to put it out there because yeah, yeah, yeah. No, idea. they they still ideas. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I had. I definitely thought about all of that. I had. I did do prints and, and like. Do you cure an R code that takes you straight to your album? I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I need that, but it's just like I said, and this is bad to even say. Because like, do you get paid from put, posting your music up on like Apple and Spotify? Uh, um, yeah, I do. Like, I get paid with everybody else. Get paid close to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause streaming. Uh, far the as same that, thing like here, like it, yeah, it doesn't help the artist yeah. at all, really. It yeah, helps I don't the have... as far as, as reaching a lot of people at the same time. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, far as in regards to like, you can't live off streams. Mm-hmm. Like I think I got like five k listens on the last album, and it only came out to like eighty, ninety bucks. Wow, it's like shit, bro. Like <laughs> how much? Mm-hmm. How much is a now, how, how do you how do you how do you do that? Because mine, I just do mine on the comment on the comment. Uh, it's called comment space or something like uh-huh. that, so that anybody can use my my show for whatever reasons. I but use, then when you do all rights reserved, don't you have to have a special license for that? Uh, yeah. So pretty much, I think with music is a little different. Yeah, it is. Um, like you got to have you got to own your name. So I own my name, I own my lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, all my masters so and then i signed it up through a distribution company and stuff mm-hmm. so if anybody uses it i'm definitely getting paid off of it mm-hmm. from tiktok to instagram all of that stuff but mm-hmm. but yeah I, I pretty much if you do it right you get paid a lot from it mm-hmm. so i'm just working on yeah because i know i gotta right. get my llc that's the next thing i gotta do yeah same uh, here and then once i do that i think then i could switch it to all rights reserved and Cause there's all kinds of different like i like IDs and all kinds of different yeah. things you got to type in and I'm like, well I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, of stuff. But it's coming yeah. quick. It's coming soon. I gotta. That's one thing I gotta learn. 
you know i got you, you know, teach teach myself definitely got to get to it good not just you i gotta do the same thing because yeah. i'm learning like especially with being an artist i would like to be an artist only mm-hmm. but since i'm just me mm-hmm. i gotta know the, a little bit of the business too so i'm learning mm-hmm. more and more about like the licenses on how to get paid more from it do you ever watch the wu-tang saga on, oh, yeah. I uh, on hulu it. hell yeah that that's who you remind me of uh what's his name uh the one that was it that was in charge that became like the manager. Uh, the Rizza? Yeah. Oh no, no you're talking about uh, his brother. His brother. Huh? huh? Divine. Divine. Yeah, yeah. Divine. Divine. Yeah, that's yeah. what you remind me. You remind me of Divine. <laughs> Divine. I think he wore that shirt on one episode. Yeah, this is uh this is definitely vintage um, Yeah, Tommy. I could tell. Yeah, this uh I, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, um I think this is my dad's shirt. <laughs> like this is like the original shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it looks good. Yeah, but that's you remind me of because when you were talking too, I was like, yeah, he looks like, yeah, yeah. That's funny. But yeah, he on the show he was talking about like he was, you could see how he was learning the business side, and that, yeah. that's what he wanted to do. Uh, but yeah, over here too, I gotta learn. I gotta learn uh, on the. I gotta learn the business side too. I want to come out with shirts. Uh-huh. People are asking for shirts, and you know, eventually the, the the some income will come in. But that's not what I started the show for. But yeah, what I like to eventually be able to retire and have a show where i could uh make some a decent income like uh-huh. a lot of these podcasts do yeah but it's a grind you got to keep pushing and the problem is everybody wants it now want now 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 they give up they don't see something over a week uh over a month over a year and they just give up you got to keep going keep going every 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 day just get up and go 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 exactly yeah and same with me man like i don't that's why i I would like to make money off rapping, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm more so want to just make the art. Yeah, I just like I just love making the art. Mm-hmm. I love the process and the inspiration that mm-hmm. comes out of it, and like that's what I want to be remembered for down the mm-hmm. line. Like he made good art. Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily care about the other stuff like mm-hmm. that. Granted, you need money to live, so yeah. I would love <laughs> to get paid <laughs> from it. I would love to get paid from it so much that that's all I do. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's like. I just enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do need. That's how it starts. But I, do, I would like to have physical copies of the art, just mm. to be, just to have like a, um, a staple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in time. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, because most art isn't appreciated until you die, and it's mm-hmm. like a hundred years later. So, when mm-hmm. I die a hundred years later, and people find my stuff, I mm-hmm. want them to embrace it like a Da Vinci or. Or a uh, Picasso or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. That's they're gonna be like digging up the dirt and they're gonna be like blowing and like what is this? And, and then it's yeah. it's the new Bible for the next century. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why one thing I, I like I'm, I'm post I'm out there on the internet. So yeah, it's it's out there forever. So my my grandchildren, great grandchildren, or whatever relatives yeah. will hear this, you know, and and be inspired yeah. that you could do anything. You put your mind to it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I got hard copies, too. I, I uh, upload into a, a hard drive, oh, portable hard drive, and so I, I got all my backups there, too, and stuff. Yeah. I, I definitely wish. <laughs> I just got hip to, like, having hard drives for, for the art. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, uh, it was before God Blessed Dead, I want to say. Uh, around the time I was writing Trap, which is, like, 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could have had a hard drive and put all my shit on her for, and have it forever instead of depending on computers to be computers. Mm-hmm. I, I've lost more music than I've ever put out. <laughs> and it's, it's and it's a lot of them, a lot of songs that was just like, fuck, I'm going to never get that back. 
I'm gonna mm-hmm. never get that back, and I can never recreate the feeling, even mm-hmm. if I remember it. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot. Yeah, of I've s- done it a few times where, I, well, I've done it once where, uh, I've recorded the podcast, and usually when I exit, it's do you want to save? Uh-huh. And I hit no, and we had to do the. <laughs> we had to come back to that a couple of days later and do do the show do again. It again. Yeah. Yeah. I, it ended I'm up working out for the times. best, but I definitely make sure I don't do that. Oh uh, yeah. Like it's, a, it's a lot of songs, um, even songs like I I was able to say through reference. I just, you just can't recreate mm-hmm. that feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if um, if Nate Dogg and, and Warren G tried to recreate Regulators like today, like try to re-record it, it wouldn't feel the same, wouldn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't be. And plus, R.P. Nate Dogg, he's not here. But if he was mm-hmm. and they were able to do that, it wouldn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. So. Losing stuff sucks, but thank God for hard drives mm-hmm. and cloud. <laughs> I'm just I'm just upset that Dr. Dre never came out with another album. With Detox? Yeah. Yeah, that's never coming. I don't know why he won't drop it. I don't maybe that, Does he have one? Does he have it? I heard he does have the, it. The the last thing he ever dropped <laughs> that I know of and you could, you only have to be familiar with it if you play Grand Theft Auto, but he dropped like four new Dr. Dre songs mm-hmm. on Grand Theft Auto. And um they was dope, but it was like, come on, like the Dre, you ain't dropping nothing in a while, and we we need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been like thirty. Years. It's been like yeah. what since the Chronic 2000? Mm-hmm. Was the last one? 2001 or something like that. 2001, so. I think. I think that was it. Oh, that counted. That's a Doc, Dr. Dre album. I wouldn't count that. Cause Which one was it? Compton for the movie. Oh yeah, I wouldn't count that. Oh, it's just Compton? Yeah, it just says Compton, not Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. His yeah, so, uh, last album was uh, Compton. Just Compton. Was, it, was, it atta- was it attached to Straight Outta Compton, though? It was just... No. Okay. All right, well... I'll take a listen. I, I definitely didn't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. be honest with you. Uh, cause one, of, one of his songs in that album came, came in, in uh, Straight Outta Compton, but that's like in the credits. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to have to check that out. I, I didn't know that. I definitely didn't know that. It could have been detox. I think nobody knew. knew. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I'm going to have to take a listen on my way back to the crib. <laughs> so uh, how can people get a hold of, uh, take a listen to your music? Where, th- where can they find your I music? I am everywhere. I'm on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, everywhere you can pull up music, you can just type in S-A-S-M-O-T-A-N-A-K-A, Sasmo Tanaka. I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna find everything. Uh, visuals, visuals. I don't have them yet. They are definitely still in the works as of right now. Because mm-hmm. um, I just have to make the decision. Like, all right, just do it. <laughs> do a do a, like a like rap a, video. Like a video, yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, and just do it my way. Like not necessarily the traditional mm-hmm. way. Just the car out. stunting. Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> man. I, that, that's why I like my last album because it's not about that. It's about kind of like a, a reality check. Mm-hmm. For me, and then just the world in general. But yeah, you can reach me on all social media websites. Um, I have a Twitter, Sasmo underscore Tanaka. Same with uh, Instagram. Uh, my Snapchat is the same as well. Do I have a Facebook? No, I don't have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely reach out to me on Instagram, Sasmo underscore Tanaka, mm-hmm. and Twitter. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Listen, man. guys, if you guys 
want to be a guest on the show, uh, you got questions, comments, or suggestions, you can get a hold of me at the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. Uh, please uh, like the like the podcast, this episode. Uh, share it with your friends. Uh, what else do I got to say to plug in? Uh, follow me on Instagram. Type in the Raider and a Saint. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Twitter. And once again, I want to thank uh, everyone that tunes into the show. I love you guys. Have a good week. And I'll see you next time. All right. I'm out. Peace. Peace.